This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from superpowered menaces, the Survive This system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at bloatgames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloat Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a very, very cold day out there. It's kind of gray too, but hey, we're going to do what we're going to do. Well, I'm in the middle of prepping for my next game, and I wanted to talk a bit about a type of player. And this isn't going to be like the types of players that are at the table, and da 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 da. I think that's been over talked, but I do want to say something about people who. I want to talk about the quiet ones. I want to talk about the quiet players. And these are kind of people that this is this is where your GM judgment comes in. Because you may have people who sit down at the table and you've got some that are just gonna you got to me you've got like three levels of I'm not gonna go into player types, but you have three levels of player. To me, the first level is the guys who take charge. They're always talking. They're always boisterous in a good way. I'm not talking about, you know, problem players or anything like that. You have these guys. Then you get the, the second tier people who are not as talkative, but they do get involved. You ask them what they're going to do. They're going to tell you what they do. What they do. They know what they're going to do, and they're ready to go. The first level guys are not always ready to go, but they're enthusiastic. Uh, the second ones, they're just a little more thoughtful. They're just kind of like, okay, what do we got here? Good. I'm going to do that type of thing. And then you have the third level players. And this is, by the way, this is not to say that any of them are better or worse than the other ones. But the third level player is the kind of guy who just sits there and watches the game and doesn't say much of anything unless you ask him something directly. Sometimes not even then. And there's different types of quiet people. There's people who are not engaged with the game. That's a problem right there. And that's a whole separate ball of wax I can talk about in another episode. But I'm talking about people who, you know, they don't say much in the game. But afterwards, what did you think of the game? Oh, yeah, I really liked it. You know, those kind of people. Now, what you have to do is to figure out what kind of quiet they are. Now, are they quiet like they're intimidated by the game or the people? And so you have to draw them out. Are they quiet? Are they just naturally quiet? I've got 
in my Monday game, I got a player like that. You say, what are you going to do? He's always ready to do what you're going to do, and he's always involved in the game. But he doesn't talk very much because we've got a, we've got two or th- we've got some good talkers in this game, including myself at the time at times. But I usually try, I'm I'm the tier two. It's like I I say something, or if if the spotlight's on me, I will do the role playing thing. But I will more like okay, this is going on. What are we going to do? What am I going to do? This is what the player should always be thinking of. What am I as the character going to do? What am I going to have my character do? And so the quiet people, they most of the time they know what they're gonna do. It's just that you gotta you gotta give them a chance. It may be their turn. You may have some kind of I always like to I always like to get a role playing thing going with them. Well, some kind of encounter where they have to, you know, it's a shopping trip or they have to go get this information or things like that. It's almost like a sidebar. But this is the kind of thing where everybody's involved. They're not in the scene, but everybody's involved because they're watching it. I do this a lot with the other games and my games too. Because if there's one thing about giving somebody, you know, taking them off to the side and say, this is happening. It's another thing where the players, the other players are watching and just because... Some of these guys, you know, unless you, like, what are you going to do? Or you have an NPC come up to them or something like that, they don't say much. And I'm not saying they don't, they do, they do participate, but they just don't say much. And I can hang with that. That's the, because afterwards they say it was a good game. I can hang with that because that means they're still enjoying themselves. They're, some people are just watchers. They're, they're like Utau, the watcher. They're observers. They like to watch other people role play and they role play with them. Me, I like the interact, more interactive. I like to, I like to interact with the other players. And that's fun. And the, and the GM, of course. So, You've got to you got to really be able to judge their character. I've had people who were like I had this one girl in a couple of my game in one of my games where I really had to draw her out because she'd never role played before. Her boyfriend brought her, and I really had to draw her out. So I did a couple of role playing things. I had a sleazy. I had the char- one of the characters they had to get information from. And he gave him the information, but he was kind of sweet on her and kind of like, hey there, you know, that kind of thing. He was starting to hit on her. And, you know, she did it very well. She also got, I also like to do something like maybe give them a magic item and see what they do with it. Make them a little, see, with, with these kind of quiet characters, you got to make them a, just a little special. You got to, one, it, may, it gives them more self-confidence. And two, it helps the story. Because if you have, where you have to have this, this one MacGuffin that you have to have the players have, who are you going to give it to? I'm going to give it to the quiet person, usually. Because that facilitates role-playing. That facilitates the game. And it's a good thing to do. So look out for your quiet players. They figure you got to sit there and just figure out. Okay, are they enjoying themselves? And there's nothing wrong with coming out and asking, "What do you think of the game? Are you are you are you having fun? 
you know, that kind of thing. I will just come right out and ask them. You know, I'm not going to beat around the bush or try to be psychological and second guess them or anything. I'm just, you know, you know, maybe on a break or something like that. Just, you having fun? What do you think of the game? Just, just so I had for my own reference. That way you can start tailoring things to them when the spotlight is on them. Because the spotlight will get on them eventually, even the quiet ones. Because everybody gets a turn. So that's kind of something. It's, it's, it's part of your development as a game master. Because you start getting a, sec, a sixth sense about these things after a while. It all comes with experience. But anyway, i got to go start my day. So go ahead and take that chunk of my brain. And if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can go on Anchor and leave me a voicemail. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. There's some other good podcasts out there, too. Dan Gregg's Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast. Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear podcast. Big, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries. Joe and Randy over at Vegas Geekus. That's a fun show. And my friend Eric Tinker's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.